0: Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Meyer, a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. Hello, friends. If today I find you feeling burdened, I'm so glad you're with us. This next guest is an incredible woman who is going to talk about her journey through loss about being proactive about mental health services, and about remembering in the face of anger that the real answer is always love. I know you'll enjoy it. Here's the interview. I cannot tell you what an honor it is to have Cindy Rakowitz here with me today. She is the founder and executive director at Fit for the Cause, which is an organization that is near and dear to my heart. I actually sit on the board of directors. Um, Fit for the Cause provides diverse exercise and nutrition education programs for low-income communities, um, many of them with special needs. Cindy is an amazing woman, and I would just like to welcome her. So welcome, Cindy.
1: Thank you, Gina. It's the same back at you. You're pretty amazing yourself.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Um, Well, I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. I know we have a lot of really important topics to discuss. Um, But before we go there, why don't you give the listeners a little more background on who you are, Cindy?
1: Oh, okay. Well, um, I know that this is, you know, a podcast that celebrates women and some of our challenges and, you know, our tremendous Power. And, you know, I just want to say t- that it's great that there's a podcast that, you know, talks of, you know, celebrates women from all walks of life. Um, my background is that I grew up in Queens, New York, um, which is a borough in New York City. And, um, you know, sort of a working class background, always took school very seriously. And that paid off. Um, I studied at undergraduate um, communications and media science. And that undergraduate major stayed with me for the rest of my life because I always dappled in communications and media science somehow, some way. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've, I, I have a daughter. I have two stepdaughters. And. Um, and you know been married been single and now widowed so there's a lot of dimensions to address
0: Yes, absolutely. And we're um, we're going to get there and talk about some of these things. But I, I would like you to share a little bit because only because I know the background and I think it's pretty cool. It, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about your path to um, founding Fit for the Cause and how you got invested in health and wellness before we get into some of the struggles, because I'd love for them to understand that background of how you came to just work for this amazing organization and found this amazing organization.
1: Oh, well, okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> after after many years in the corporate entertainment industry, um, I was a female executive that probably did all of the wrong things in taking care of my health because it was all about what can you accomplish and, you know, how you blend in with you know a men's run world particularly in the men's entertainment industry and how to stay ahead of it. It was a lot of work. You know, waking up at, you know, sometimes four o'clock in the morning and then doing all the corporate stuff that had to be done, the management of 90 employees, the the time zones of working around the world. And then yet having to run, you know, corporate events that sometimes lasted until two o'clock in the morning. So there was a lot of burning at both ends, a lot of unhealthy food, Um, you know, mindful eating was not a part of the picture there was definitely, you know, wine at lunch. um,
0: That's not so bad. No, just kidding. Just kidding.
1: I know. Well, I think that wine at lunch is nice every once in a while, but when it becomes habitual, you know, just always feeling unhealthy because I was not working out at all. I didn't have time to. And running up the stairs was my way of justifying, oh, I got my steps in even before there were, you know, any kind of devices for step measurements. You know, and people would actually mention to me, oh, I'm bringing you your lunch and you're eating more dressing than you are vegetables and that's not good for you. And I would respond, oh, it's just dressing. It's a liquid. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was many years of being living in a pretty unhealthy lifestyle. And, um, you know, the, the wake up call came when I lost both of my parents prematurely because they both died of, you know, a cancer, you know, cancer related issues. And just realizing that if I continue to be unhealthy, you know, I'm going to have a short lifespan myself. And I took a cardio kickboxing class shortly after I left the you know global entertainment industry, and I really liked kickboxing. And I got very addicted to it, and that's what propelled me into the fitness world and learning the fitness world, and later getting all kinds of certifications in the fitness industry that would allow me to teach and have a better understanding Of nutrition and kinesiology and how that all works together so it's interesting it became a second career that i became very geeky with because i constantly felt that i had to get you know one certification after the other and i really enjoyed the subject matter so you know the study part of it you know was actually entertaining and refreshing for me and the practical application of it just made me so much healthier. And right. I lost, you know, 35 pounds from the time that I was a corporate executive. And um, as you know, um, a very loud advocate for what fitness can do for everybody. And uh, it was was a very beneficial change and I highly recommend to everybody that if they haven't found their sweet spot and passion for an activity that they enjoy that's healthy and gets your heart rate up with a little bit of strength training, the time is now.
0: Absolutely, it's such a powerful message. And just in listening to this too, I think your your story um, is inspiring in that way. That it's just it's just never too late to say this is day one, and I'm going to start taking care of myself. And you know, no matter where I'm at now, I can make a change. Um, and it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, and we always have that opportunity to work on our health. And it, the the benefits are just I mean, I can't even describe all the benefits of getting you know getting involved in exercise. And and that's what makes Fit for the Cause so special because you know, you're bringing these programs to, you know, low-income, fragile seniors, special needs communities. Um, It's just incredible. So yeah, thank you for sharing how you got there because I think that's a powerful story for people to hear and realizing that if they feel like they're in a rut with their health or they know they need to get healthier, it can be done. It can be done. Um, It definitely
1: can. And I would recommend one step at a time.
0: Don't throw yourself
1: into becoming an Olympian. That's not (laughs) necessary, but you could just do a little bit. Maybe you like hiking, you know, not in this air quality, but, you know. When it's not smoky
0: and ashy, right? (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) Or maybe if you like dancing, you know, there's all kinds of dancer size type of things. If you like music. Fitness can be very tied with the beats per minute, and I would encourage people to make great playlists for themselves if they're a runner or, you know, whatever they may be doing. If you liked ballet as a kid, you could study bar, and, you know, maybe there's so many things people can do, so find it. It's not limited to things that you might not like. There's thousands of activities out there and just find
0: it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for that. We're going to shift gears a little bit now and get a little bit more into some of the the challenges that you faced in your life and um, sort of talking through those things and how they've shaped you and how you've, you know, ultimately be- been able to draw on your inner strength, Cindy, and, and navigate your way through. So um, I'll let you uh, lead the way here.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go back a little bit to the fact that I did lose my parents when they were, you know, pretty young. My mom was 59 when she, you know, had an aneurysm and died suddenly. And my dad fought pancreatic cancer for two years and he died at 75. And in the past, because I mentioned before, I was, uh, you know, so into my corporate lifestyle, I neatly put, you know, those losses into a box and tried to put them away. Yeah, You know, there was a a lot of sadness, but a lot of denial. I just moved forward and threw myself into work, you know, threw myself into running away from it. And, you know, you know, and then when when I met David Edelman, who became the love of my life, we got married um, 21 years ago and we really had a great. Fairy tale marriage, which provided a great cushion for the losses that I've endured, yeah. and you know was able to just create a fantastic family lifestyle, you know, with my prince charming at my side, and you know, very, very sadly, and and Gina, I know you were close with David too, both as a patient and a colleague and a friend. Um, You know, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer about a year ago. And, um, you know, that was just shocking for both of us. And, you know, it was David's choice to not burden the world with this problem and just kind of go on with life the best that he could and enjoy the quality that that he was able to. And run fit for the cause because he loved it. He was passionate about it. And he, he saw that, you know, we serve, you know, our business model is 70% goes to programming and 30% to operations, which it should be in a nonprofit. And David served on other boards and saw the struggles to keep that formula. And that's one of the main reasons why he always wanted to fit, you know, support fit for the cause because he loved the financial model. We were doing it the right way.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, we lost David at the onslaught of COVID's, you know, impact on our world. Um, he, he died on March 22nd. And that's when people couldn't see their loved ones when they were dying. It was the most God awful time you know to have endured a loss for anybody and this really made me realize that i i couldn't run away from death of loved ones anymore because you know david was my king you know he was just such a you know fabulous life partner co-pilot You know, more than a husband, just, you know, we, we partnered in everything we did. We partnered in parenting our combined children. You know, we partnered in business. We partnered in golf. We partnered in philanthropy. And, you know, to lose that person so suddenly, you know, to such an awful disease and to watch him suffer the way that many of us did, um you know it was a wake-up call for me because i was so broken and so debilitated and so shocked and i couldn't have my family come out from the east coast you know because of you know flights canceling left and right so you know i didn't have the opportunity to mourn or grieve or have closure like the world is accustomed to when we're in a non-covid environment And I just realized that I had to throw myself to the mercy of mental health professionals just to help me get up in the morning and function. And it's a lot of work, a lot of investment. But I'm here having a conversation with you six months after we lost David because of these mental health professionals that I work with three days a week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And And, this is an amazing message to get out there during this time. I know that so many out there can relate to experiencing loss during COVID and, and, and even if they haven't experienced loss, um, depression and many other things, many mental health issues that have come up during this time and your advocacy for getting mental health, um, intervention is, is so on point and so important. And, um, Cindy, do you feel like that? you know getting these services has really helped you to sort of maintain and 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 get through this very difficult time tremendously to a point where
1: i actually can wake up now and say today is a new day and david would want me to move on and you know while helping so many people who are losing their businesses and losing their jobs and they really don't know if they're going to be able to keep their homes i the the commitment to mental health management in a time that we are all going through where there's so much uncertainty um if you're feeling anxious if you're feeling depressed if you're sleeping a little bit too much if you're crying a little bit too much it's really time to find somebody you know a social worker perhaps is a great start um to help you find the mental health assistance and resources that you might need. There's a stigma to mental health management. There should not be a stigma to it. When people ask me, you know, how do you do this? How do you do this? It's really the mental health management. It's the grief groups with cancer support community. It's finding a good psychopharmacologist, you know, and I'm not by any means you know, an advocate for prescription drugs, I think it has to be managed, but there's some times where people really need it just to stabilize if you're managed by a professional.
0: Right. Yeah. And people need to be unafraid to get out there and seek those services when they need them. And I love how you speak directly to our listeners and tell them if you are feeling this way, today is the day to take action for yourself and not to brush it away or brush or push it down. Um, to, to, to take action, Cindy. And I think that those are very, very powerful words that hopefully are going to fall on some of our listeners today at the perfect time that they can gather that inner internal strength, that inner strength to go out and get the help that they need um, because it, it is so important. Um, and, and I... I have to say while we're on this conversation, um, i I going to hold it together because you did. Um, I, I do have to just also echo all of the lovely things that you said about your husband and what a fantastic human being he was. And he is he's very much missed. Um, so thank you for sharing your story through, through losing him and how you came to mental health, um, and how you're, you're committed to working on that. Um, you said three times a week. So, um, you know, commit and people who are out there (laughs) commit and get out there and and do what you need to do to take care of your mental health. Um, Yes, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I'll never forget Gina. I just want to add some color commentary. I will never forget the night that we were all at our hol- the fit for the cause holiday um, gathering, which was before COVID, so we could hug and kiss and you know all celebrate the holidays in a way that we remember yes. affectionately. And how you were so broken yourself and so shocked by you know David's condition, and you cried. And I'll never forget that you know how touched i was and it was so real and so raw and that's who you are because you know you are a very accomplished you know physical therapist and you know avid uh, lover of athletics and uh you know, I always see you as such a strong, strong, successful woman. But, you know, it—it it, you weren't afraid to express your emotions. You didn't hold back. Wow. And that stayed with me until this day. So please know that.
0: Oh, Thank you, Cindy. I know he was just such a force. And I know that you're right. He would want you to get up every day and continue putting one foot in front of the other and doing what you what you do so amazingly well. And that's, you know, continuing to serve as Executive Director at Fit for the Cause and serve these communities that need you. Um, I think that's incredible. And I will say to the crying point, and those who know me well know this: <laughs> a little crying, just a little, is good for the soul. <laughs> like a little wine is good for the soul. A little lunch drinking, yeah. you know these. Well, things. we have
1: to be. We have to be real. <laughs> I mean, and that's what's so wonderful about you, Gina. You're powerful. You're strong. You're you're everything that you know women should aspire to be, but you're sensitive and you have your, you know, you have your sensitive side and that's what makes you even more fabulous. So, you know, I want to say to all women out there, it's okay to show your, you know sensitivity. Yes. If something is yes, really, really, yeah, that's a good
0: tough. point. We I almost have never discussed that on the podcast, but yes, be strong, but also don't be afraid to be vulnerable sometimes and show that sensitivity, um, and and show your true emotions and true self because all of it's valid. You know, thank you for that. This is a love fest, and I didn't mean it to turn turn into that, but I I <laughs> okay, so appreciate it. it. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to touch on one more thing before we move towards wrapping up, and it's before before we started recording, we talked a little bit about some of the other things going on in our world um, and, you know, how divided and angry many of us are anyway. And I, I wanted you just, you had a really poignant piece of insight about um, some of these issues, the social justice issues and the way that we can think about it in our daily life. And I, I wondered if you would share that, Cindy.
1: Sure, sure. I You know, look, we're all living through this pandemic filter and we're all broken down. There's not one person that's not touched this. And then we have our social justice issues as another layer to this. That was probably, you know, I think it was born out of COVID. Some people might disagree, but I think that when the world is broken, you know, you you get some eruptions. You know, some of the cancers in the world will come to the surface. It doesn't have to, cancer doesn't only touch people. It touches our environment (laughs) touches, you know, all living things. And I would say this, you know, it's a very, very sad state of affairs. We, We face things politically, we face things social justice wise, you know, a lot of things in the news that are classified as fake news or whatever. And I think this is a very, very strong message rather than, feeding the flames of anger I think we all have to step back a little bit we all have to get a little zen and relax our minds close our eyes and say how can I love somebody today how can I say something positive today how can I reach out and help you know a senior maybe cross the street even though I can't touch that senior how do I guide them along if somebody's sad, if somebody's angry, give them a virtual hug. Give them loving words. If we can't touch people, let's use our voice. Let's let everybody know we love them.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's, let's mitigate some of this hatred. Because although I am extremely sensitive to social justice matters, Um, and very, very sensitive to, you know, the injustices out there. If we can't do anything, you know, if we feel we can't take action, just give love. We have to calm ourselves. There's a lot of anger out there and a lot of the anger is out of control. Let's remember we're human beings living in a pandemic and a little love isn't going to
0: hurt anybody. It's so awesome. I just, I I couldn't agree more. And it actually reminds me of a quote um, Martin Luther King Jr. put out there. And it's just that hatred paralyzes life and love releases it. Hatred confuses life. Love harmonizes life. And hatred darkens life. And love illuminates life. Oh, you
1: found it. You found it. And in my former life, I had the opportunity to actually meet Martin Luther King Jr. What? And I had the opportunity to meet um, Malcolm X's wife, Dr. Betty Shabazz, who's brilliant. And I think that they would agree, you know, they would say the same thing right now. So when when you lived in the civil rights movement, there was a lot of, you know, practical information that came out of that, you know, and how to love and how to be equal and how to you know, kind of, you know, drop barriers, and they would say the same thing, just love and be understanding. And, you know, it it will neutralize things rather than feeding it with hatred. Everybody's feeding with such hate. That makes you blind and angry.
0: Yes, I totally, totally agree. And wow, how amazing that you were able to meet them. I mean, I think that's, we'll have to talk about that another time. Perhaps if a yeah. glass of wine, but I'm fine with sparkling water as well. <laughs>
1: Okay, we can.
0: That's
1: it. Wine is okay at dinner every once in a while. It was just the lunches every day weren't that healthy. I know. I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs>
0: all right. Thank you so much for those beautiful words. And I just I hope that this message also falls on people. If there's one thing you can do today to make a difference, it's just to love your neighbor. Anybody you come into contact with can benefit from that love. So, Cindy, let's wrap up um, with a little positivity push, is what I call it. It's a couple quick little questions at the end here um, to. Close us out if you're ready. Sure. Okay, awesome. Um. So, Cindy, a couple things that bring you joy. One of the things that brings me such joy is
1: looking at the Brady Bunch Zoom faces of the people that we serve, Gina, you know, with Fit for the Cause.
0: Yes.
1: It brings me such joy to sing... Happy birthday to, you know, um, a beneficiary who's smiling from ear to ear because she's 24 years old and she has special needs. And, you know, our weekly groups are the only social interaction that she has right now. That brings me such joy. It is so powerful, absolutely. The people that we serve cannot go out and about. They're vulnerable. They're seniors, they have down syndrome, they have every core, you know, comorbidity that is expressed in our news reports, you know, when, you know, COVID strikes. It's these vulnerable populations that really can't be unmasked when they go out. Um, Because they're, you know, their immune systems are so challenged. And seeing their smiles going from one side of the square in zoom to the other. (laughs) is like seeing sunshine in this darkness. (laughs)
0: so beautiful and along those lines i would encourage anyone who's listening today to go follow fit for the cause on instagram it's just at fit and the number four the cause um or also to go to fitforthecause.org check it out check out the stories um cindy is is just scratching the surface of the amazing programming and we totally, Cindy's pivoted during COVID and she's bringing all of these services over Zoom and it's it truly is so amazing. So I encourage everyone to check it out, learn more and if you're able to donate, um, to help us continue to serve these these special um, these special groups who, like you said, Cindy, don't otherwise have access to these services. So very powerful. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Two more little questions here. Actually, it's a complete the sentence. So the first one is going to go out to all of our listeners. Complete the sentence. Never forget. Never
1: forget your heart and your smile.
0: Wow. Oh, I love it. Yep. Yeah. Never forget to stay true to that heart. Um, Yeah. And never forget that there's always a reason to smile. Right, Cindy? Absolutely. Awesome. Um, Okay. Last one. Another one. Complete the sentence. Um, You can. You can survive. Yes. It's beautiful. You can. We can survive so much. The, the power of, of the human spirit and the strength that we all have truly is amazing. Um, and you're, you're a testament to that, Cindy. So thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story, some of your amazing insight, and just for uh, being here today. It's been such a pleasure.
1: Yeah, it was. I'm, you know, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. And um, I can't wait to share this.
0: You know. yeah, absolutely. Um, and thank you, listeners, for being with us today. Um, a few things to wrap up. Don't forget to check out Fit for the cause. Number one. number two, please, if you are feeling like you are low and you are lower than you've been, like Cindy said, um you know, explore mental health options and don't be afraid to um, get those services that you need. And the third and final thing is to go out there and love someone. Be a force of love and not anger. Um, And we also know that through this journey, connected, we can rise.